We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Southeast Wisconsin has some of the best high school and college athletes in the country. How did they get their start? Where did they begin their journey? It's time to talk about some of the best youth sports programs in the area. 15% it's time for the Youth Sports Show with the Fans High School Insider, Big Time, Mike McGivern. You boys like this? You like this? Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. I was born a rebel, man. It's all about you guys right now, man. We're talking Rebel Youth Football. Man, I love that song, so I just figured I'd tee that thing up for you. Appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Rebel Youth Football. Brian Fletcher, head football coach at Racine Horlick. He's the manager of coach development for Rebel Youth Football. And John Burke, he's an assistant youth coach, current D-line coach at Horlick as well. Boys, I promise you we're going to talk about youth football today. First time I've had you in studio, Coach, and I've got to say, last year, sitting where I was sitting, which is right over there on Friday nights and then Saturday mornings here, that was really fun to watch. Congratulations on a great year last year. Thanks. I appreciate it. We had a great group of kids, and uh, it, it was definitely a fun ride. Um, look, I'm just going to come right out and tell you that I did not pick you guys to win that conference. You, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm just going to tell you. You know, a lot of guys would say, "No, man, I was on you guys the whole year." I wasn't. I was not. I was late to the to the uh, to the party on that. But when I got to the party, man, I enjoyed every minute of it. Did not realize I knew I knew that you had a special player on the field, maybe the best player on the field, whatever time he played. What I didn't realize is the 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 rest of the group was really talented, well coached, and got after it a little bit. Yeah, you know, it was a work in progress all year, and it, it's kind of funny that you say that you didn't pick us to win the conference because I'm pretty sure I made a comment to our old line coach during uh, fall camp that I didn't I didn't think we'd make the playoffs after one of our uh, rough practices. So <laughs> really, you, all you right, weren't, you weren't the only one. I'm not feeling so bad then, <laughs> man. Well, I, I got to tell you, for you guys to win that that's a that's a tough conference. It is. I think it's, and I've said this a lot, when there's a team from a scene that's really competitive, it's a really good conference. Correct. When when the team's from a scene, and it has been in, in some years where, where they haven't been competitive, right. then some of these teams can take a couple of weeks off, um, not have to, you know, their practices are a little different when they're going to be playing somebody like, like when we're seeing cases down and, you know, they don't have to worry too much about it. But when you have one or two teams from Racine that are competitive, man, that makes that conference a really tough putt. Yeah. You agree with that? I agree. There's there's some good football and there's a lot of talent in Racine. Uh, you know, some of the schools have had a lot of turnover in terms of coaching staffs, but I really think that the high schools in Racine right now have good coaches. Racine Case and Racine Park, I'm talking about. Uh, they've got some good young coaches, and I think it's going to be really good for Racine football. Guys, what do you think? Um, and and we, I promise again, we'll get to youth football here in a minute. What do you think happened 
in Kenosha. Do you think the the addition of Indian Trail kind of diluted some of you know Trump? It was Tremper and Bradford, and you know that game you couldn't get a ticket for, and and Tremper's fallen on some really hard times. Bradford's been a little competitive. Indian Trail sometimes, but do you think the addition of that third school really has diluted the talent? Yeah, I do. I believe that uh, the addition of Indian Trail, I mean, it's something that Racine's dealt with for quite some time. Right. Now. Uh, case came in the 70s. Uh, but having a third high school in a town the size of Racine, Kenosha, you know, it does. It dilutes the pool that you're pulling from. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, John, how long have you been coaching? Well, I've been coaching probably about seven years. Okay. Yeah. So you've been doing a little bit. Always, right. always in Racine? Uh, well, I'm from Racine, graduated from Horlick and everything else, but I uh, coached in the Franklin youth system for a couple of years. You did? Yeah. Yeah, and I was able to see how they ran things, and uh, that kind of spilled over when I started coaching for Horlick's system. John, the reason yeah. this show is being done is because of them. Because I, I was doing the Midwest Orthopedic Sports Medicine show every week, mm-hmm. and they had a uh, a change up in their marketing department, and the doctor said, hey, look, we're going to need to take a few months off. And for years I've been getting people coming up saying, why don't you talk youth sports? Right. I was like, no, man, I'm doing high school. And – I would get calls from people saying, how does Franklin Youth Football do it? I go, what do you mean? They got all the money they need. They got all the players they need. Right. They got you know new uniforms. They got great field. They got all. And I said, why don't you call them? Oh, we can't do that. I said, what do you mean you can't do that? Well, no, we do things our way. They do things their way. Mm-hmm. So when I started, you know, I thought, okay, we're going to have a couple of months. Let's pull back the curtain a little bit. Right. It's not always an easy show here. It's not me just asking you, you know, you know, how many kids do you have. It's how do you fundraise, what keeps you up at night, those kind of questions. Right. Right. And the woman from the Franklin Youth Football Program said, I can't find volunteers. Really? And I said, really? And she said, look, 5% of the people do 80% or 90% of the work. Okay. I said, it's just like church. She said, yeah, they have, we have a buyout. Our, our families can buy out of doing volunteer work. I don't need the money. I need their time. I need right, their help. Right. But people are, are spending the 150 and sending it in. Mm-hmm. And so because she said that, all of a sudden other people were like, okay, whew, they have some issues too. They, they're not just – it's not this luxury ship that's floating with no waves. They have issues just like we have issues. And, and when we start talking a little bit about the Rebel Youth Football Program, you guys have made some changes that I'm going to ask you about here as to the reasons why and how it's going and stuff like that. Our guest in studio, Brian Fletcher, head football coach at Racine Horlick. How long have you been the head coach there? Uh, this will be my eighth year coming up. Yeah? You're having a good time? Absolutely. You're a Horlick guy, right? I'm a Horlick home mater, yep. Met so, my wife there, and uh, so I'm Horlick through and through. Man, I met my wife in high school as well. That's awesome. Yeah, we, we've been married a lot longer than – we've been long, married more than, longer than you've been alive, I'm sure, but – um, it can be done. So well done on that. You understand the history, and you know what these kids are going through as they walk those halls. Absolutely. Do you work at the school? I do. What do you do? I'm a special education teacher. Okay. So a boy can't come home. Absolutely. Did you know, because uh, you went and played football in college, mm-hmm. did you know that, that the ultimate goal at, at that point was to come back? No, not at all. You realized once you were gone that Racine was pretty good. Uh, you know what? God has a way of uh, leading your yes, path back to, to where he wants you. And uh, so I, I felt called to be back at Horlick once I was in Racine. Yeah. Um, married? How many kids? Married with five kids. You have five? Yeah, four boys and a, and a little three-year-old daughter. So four old? The youngest four, is the girl? Yeah, three three to 13. So I have three grandsons that spent the night last night. Three boys live across the street from us. It's like everybody loves Raymond. 
coach. It's everybody. Look, I'm the old guy watching sports, sure. and they're coming in and out. And Keegan, Logan, and Beckett, and these are good boys, man. But it's it's like I don't know how you do it because they eat us out of house and home, man. Absolutely. I asked the oldest, "Do you see the word pick and save anywhere on the outside of my house?" Right. And he, right. Keegan said, "No, but this is my favorite grocery store. I get to eat free <laughs> food and watch right. cartoons." I said, "Go home." He said, "Nope." He said, "You love me, Papa." I said, "Yes, I do." Yeah, we're fortunate to have uh, Grandma and Grandpa living a block and a half away. So you do that works out pretty well, and it does work out well. They go eat there quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, it's good for you guys. Yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, and I don't, we don't know about the three year old yet. I don't think, but all kids in, they like sports involved with sports. Yes, uh, very involved. They're all three sport athletes. Um, they love being a part of Rebel football, Rebel youth football. Yeah, and uh, I got a wonderful supporting wife that kind of leads the charge and all that. So. There's a special place in heaven for coaches' wives. Absolutely. I, I believe that. Absolutely. 34 years I've been coaching basketball, and she wow. has been in gyms since we started dating. And, you know, winters from, from – it used to just be mid-November to hopefully mid-March, and now it's – you know, there's summer leagues, there's fall tournaments, there's fall – I'm getting I'm getting old, boys. <laughs> you know what? I'm getting tired. But it, it seems that it has gotten longer now – and there is a special place, I believe that. Absolutely. I do. Thank goodness for her. What is her name? Jenny. Jenny. Is she listening today, you think? Absolutely. And she's probably the most competitive one in our family, so uh, it makes things a little bit easier. I know a little bit about you, Coach. <laughs> she's more competitive than you oh, are. Oh, yeah. You can ask some of the coaches. That's where it comes from. Yeah, that's, where, that's where it comes from. That's awesome. What are, the, what are your kids' names? Uh, Blake is my 13-year-old son. Carson is 11. JJ is 9. And Bennett is 7. And then Bella is three. Bella. Oh, I bet she's just the queen, man. She yeah. run the house yet? She's a princess warrior. <laughs> she is a princess <laughs> warrior. Hey, Jenny, thank you so much for uh, for what you do for Horlick football. And, and uh, Coach Fletcher, obviously, he his eyes sparkle up when he talks about you. So well done with that. How long has Rebel Youth Football been around? Well, this is actually going to be our first year as a true 501c3 uh, separate entity. We, uh, when my son Blake was six years old, so seven years ago, we, you know, began with a vision within our youth program that we had established in Racine, Racine New Sports. And I said, you know, there was a lot of NFL and college teams represented, so we wanted to have a representation of Horlick. And so we started with that six-year-old team and said, we're gonna we're gonna build a team each year behind that and and work a feeder system in through our youth program. And it's been very successful doing that, and uh, we're fortunate enough this year to start our own entity and, and have Rebel Youth Football as a separate organization. Um, was was there, other than, than what you just talked about, was there was there a reason to, 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 to jump out of that? Has that disbanded, or is, we're seeing, is that still going on? No, it has not disbanded, and we still have a representation within Racine okay. Sports. Um, really what happened, we had about 240 kids that were Rebel players last year in a league of about 650. Wow. So we, were, we kind of outgrew yes. the youth program. Uh, and so, you know, there was just there was a lot of talk about Rebels this, Rebels that, and it was just, it was just time, you know. How, so let me ask you, how is it that your youth program is so healthy and other youth programs down in that area might not be. Are you, are you, do you work it differently? You work it hard? Well, you know, having four boys in the program definitely right. helps. That um, does help. So I've been embedded with the, the youth program from, from its inception back when my son was six years old, uh, which is about the same time that I started as the high school head coach. 
So I've been intertwined, and we've had the youth programs at Horlick practicing. Uh, our our players interact with the youth kids, so it's it's a pretty neat dynamic that you know it's kind of a vision we've had, and we've just continued to build on it each year. You coach the boys? Do you yeah, coach? You I, do as much as I can. Yeah. That's you know what there's a and I say it every time. There's a book called Coaching Our Sons. Older guy, um, older book. Coach Tank in Dodgeville. Uh, when I was coaching my son at Calvary Baptist in Menominee Falls. It's a great book if we're coaching our sons. I learned a number of lessons, the good and the bad, the ugly. Mm-hmm. There are there are families broken up all over the state of Wisconsin because they tried to coach their kids. What I learned, the, the biggest lesson is once we got to the kitchen table, I'm, I'm, I'm your father. Mm-hmm. I'm your coach in the car, home for practice and games. And young Matthew used to try to jump in his mom's car, my wife's car, try to beat me to the kitchen table so I couldn't say, are you ever going to knock down a shot tonight? Stuff like that. Yeah. But that I, it was really valuable, because, and it was hard. Once we got to the kitchen table, I'm like, how's school? And, you, you know, if he had a really good game, he'd want to talk about his game. And I'd say, hey, I'm your dad, man. I can't talk about that stuff. So it was, uh, it was the best three years I've ever coached. And at Calvary Baptist, we had 67 kids in the school, seven boys in the basketball team. I came from Dominican. We won back-to-back state championships. And people said, those were the best three years? Yeah, those were the best three years. We're going to get to break, John. you got a son playing too, right? I do, yeah. How old? He's 13. What is, uh, what's his name? His name is John as well. Is, he, uh, is your wife listening, do you think? Uh, she might be. This kind of sprung on me. I'm a firefighter. I got off duty this morning. and it's awesome. And I got the what is her name? Flesh. Her name is Ann. Ann, I hope you're listening. Your son, John, pretty good player? Yeah, he is. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, he's an old lineman, and uh, he really wants to try D-line next year. He doesn't mind hitting people? He likes that part of it. Yeah. He, he likes D-line the... a little better because there's a little less thinking, a little more attacking. So. Just attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, we'll get to a break. We're going to talk Rebel Youth football. Brian Fletcher, he's the head football coach at Racine Horlick and the manager of the coach development for the Rebel Youth football program. And John Burke, he's an assistant uh, youth coach, current uh, D-line coach, at Horlick, and uh, both have sons in this uh, Rebel Youth football program. And we'll continue talking to these guys on the other side of the break. This is the Blaine's Farm and Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Oh, welcome back to the Blaine's Farm and Fleet Youth Sports Show. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan, Mike McGiver, WSSP High School Insider, alongside uh, the Rebel Youth Football guys, Brian Fletcher. He is the manager of coach development for the Rebel Youth Football Program, also the head football coach at Racine Horlick. If you need to get a hold of him, uh, coachbfletch at gmail.com is a way to do that. As we're talking about uh, the Rebel Youth Program, if you're down in the Racine area and you're interested in in, uh, in getting your son or daughter as a co-ed, guys? You guys take girls? Uh, we, we haven't had girls play before, but it's not that we wouldn't take them. Okay. So if you uh, think that uh, first grade, second grade, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, all the way through, if you have some interest in playing Rebel Youth Football, uh, you can go to their website and uh, just Google Rebel Youth Football, and it goes right to it, and you can uh, – you can certainly get some ideas. I know it's. Uh, you can sign up. You can register now. Correct. Correct. Registration is open online right now. Uh, through uh, July twentieth. Correct. Through July twentieth, um, and then you get going. It's two hundred dollars to, yeah. to to join. Yes. What does that get you? Uh, uniform. All, uniform. All of your equipment. Uh, 
pays for fields, officials. Yeah. So, do you guys fundraise a lot? Yeah, we do. Um, in in the past, we've piggybacked on the high school fundraiser with our youth program. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And so, and then this year, we're we're looking at some other options. And then we do hey, sponsorships. Coming into the studio after you guys, uh, Tony Resch from Raising the Stakes Fundraising Leadership Development. Don't know if you know him, have worked with him, uh, but he is sitting in for Tom Swiddle um, after this show for my for the WFCA show. And he sponsors a lot of stuff that I do. And, and, and one of the reasons I talk about him is I think he does and his company does better than anybody else in that arena. So if you guys are looking for the Rebel Youth Football thing, um, shake his hand when he comes in and you guys are leaving. Maybe he'll give you a card. And, sure thing. and if there's, uh, I would recommend him. So if, uh, whatever that means to you guys, but, um, I recommend him a lot because I believe in what they do. Um, when, when you took this thing over, you're kind of in charge of it, right, Brian? You're, you're kind of the guy. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on the board with, and we've got a five man board. Okay. So yeah, we've hard to find coaches. Uh, not, not so much hard to find coaches. Um, I think for me, it's been just making sure that I have the right coaches. Um, did you ask them to run the same stuff that you run at the high school? So it's a true youth program. I'm adamant about that. You're adamant about it. Yep. Um, John, how many coaches on, you're an assistant coach on one of the youth teams, right? How many coaches on your staff and what, is it the eighth grade team now uh, that you're going to yes, be doing? Eighth. Yep. Okay. Yeah. We had uh, four guys last year. Okay. Yeah. Good number. Yeah. I, I coach all, all parents. Uh, mixture. Okay. Mixture of parents and, and alumni from Horlick. So, but a lot of, a lot of parents. When John, when when uh, when Brian says, "Look, it's this is," it, it sounds to me like it's, "Hey, look, I'm, it's my way here, and we're going to do it this way." Absolutely. And I, I think that that's, I've had I've had youth programs in here that are not in lockstep with the, with the varsity program, right. and I think they're missing out. Man, I think no question. why why are you going to try to invent the wheel, and then they've got to know they get to freshman year or sophomore year, now they've got to learn everything new. Started at an early age. I watched like some of the youth programs at some of the basketball programs. At, kids in sixth grade running the same offense. Well, these kids now, by the time they're in university, they know they know this thing inside and out, and and that's what you're looking for as well. Absolutely. Uh, you know, that's kind of why we wanted to become our own our own five hundred one c three, so that we had a little bit more control over the coaches we're bringing in. Uh, and, and trying to make sure that we have Horlick kids coming in. Not that we don't take kids from other schools. Right. Obviously, Racine has five schools to choose from. Uh, there's surrounding areas that, that some of the kids from Racine attend their schools as well. But we really wanted to focus in on, on kids that are going to come to Horlick, be rebels, and, and have them learn our schemes, our nomenclature, and so that when they get to high school, they're on the same page. And Some of our youth programs are more advanced than our JV team just because of the fact that they've been doing it for so many years, You know, where you have our JV team first, second, third year in the program for some of those kids where some of our youth teams have been playing together since they were six years old. How much does Blake and John, do you think, how much do they dream about playing Friday nights at home for Horlick on the varsity? That's right at that age. You know, your son is around, and I'm sure your son's around the varsity kids a lot. And so I've got to believe that they go home after a game on Friday night and they probably still wear their – you know, their Rebel Youth Football jersey to bed, and they think about what it's going to be like when the cheerleaders are there and the band is there and, and they're going to play at home for you. Yeah, we've got a lot of the kids from our youth program on the sidelines, on the field, uh, at the games. We want, to, we want to be as open to those kids and those families as we can because our focus with the youth program 
is just as much about building community as it is about football. Uh, you know, when I talk to our youth coaches, youth parents, uh, it's really about building that community that surrounds the entire program that you see in some of these suburban communities where kids are playing uh, baseball, basketball, football together. And you don't just have kids growing up on the field together. You have parents and families growing up in the stands together. And so when, when you talk long-term about Horlick football, that's kind of my vision is we've got all these families that have grown up together, going to birthday parties, going to graduations and things like that. Is that what it was like when you were there? No. It was not? No. So where did you, where did you learn this? Because um, you're a relatively young guy, and, and look, outside of that Horlick bubble, just so you know, guys like me, when your name comes up, Man, a lot of respect for you as a coach, and you, and you're kind of one of the young guns. You know, you, I know you've got five kids. You might not feel as young <laughs> as you used to be, but the respect that you get from your fellow coaches, especially in your conference, is really high. So I'm wondering where this this idea of, of this whole family and this culture that you're trying to build with the Rebel Youth Football Program where that where that comes from. I think a lot of it has just been looking at some of I have the same mutual respect for the coaches in our conference. Um, Lewis Brown up at Franklin. You bet. And Bartholomew at, at Oak Creek. And seeing how some of those communities operate yeah. and, and how they've been able to achieve so much, you know, sustained success. And the reason for that, you know, is that they have a true feeder system where kids are learning the schemes and, and, and really being around the program. I think that community feel and the excitement of kids growing up saying, I can't wait to be a rebel. Is something that's really important. I'm going to miss Bart. I, I do. He, he's been really kind with his time. Oak Creek is about 10 minutes from here, and I can call him at, you know, five minutes before and say, hey, can you get over here? I need some help. And boom, he's here. And and Lewis Brown, I, he's – you always – Franklin always pick, gets picked. Mm-hmm. Right? Who's going to win that guy? Franklin. Right. Yep. Who's going to win? Franklin. Mm-hmm. And and to sustain what he sustained is really impressive to me. Absolutely. It's really impressive. And that's, you know what, that's, that gets everybody, I think, if you want to compete in that conference, Coach, you've done it the right way. You look at those two, some, sometimes you have to envy that they have one school in their community and they have that feeder program. You're competing with a lot. St. Catharines is down by you. People at Waterford, I mean, there are some kids from Racine that are going outside of the Racine borders and some pretty good talent. Yeah, and the voucher system has really, you know, it's a, it's a whole other topic to talk about, but when you talk about St. Cats and Lutheran, right? Uh, you know, with the, with the current voucher system that we have, kids really have an opportunity to go to any school they want now. It used to be you've got your three public high schools. If you can afford to go to Lutheran or St. Catharines, you can go there. Right, well, or Prairie for or, that or matter. Or Prairie, right. They don't have football, but, you know, there's just a lot of options. Right. Um, and then now, now we're losing a lot of really good blue-collar families uh, that are that are on vouchers to some of these private schools. And so it's a scary thing for the future. But, and it is. Think about Racine, and, and there are six schools there. In, in Racine, there's six schools to go to. And like you said, at this point, you can go where you—not yeah, so much maybe Prairie— but the other schools, you can go where you want. It, yeah, it's essentially five public schools. It is. Yeah, and look, I've always coached in private schools, so we'll have that conversation. Absolutely, I'd love one to. day because you realize I can't recruit because that's illegal, but I can recommend and highly suggest that's exactly. not illegal, you right? Can't give scholarships, but uh, there are vouchers. There are there are vouchers, and you know what? Here in Milwaukee, and I, I'm not familiar enough with Racine because I've never lived there, and I don't know the the, the school systems. I thank God for the vouchers here in Milwaukee, some of these kids. 
Yeah. I, I really do. Yeah, I, I think you know, there's, there's two sides to that coin, absolutely. Yep. And I I'll get yelled at, man. I, you watch. I'll start getting text <laughs> messages from the, some of these guys telling me to knock it off, and they don't want to talk about it. But I, I do. I think you know to have that option for parents I think is really good. And we'll have that conversation. We'll get back to youth football. For sure. We won't go to politics no, on this. No, no, no. We'll, People we'll, start turning the channel. We'll schedule, we'll schedule a different one. Yeah, I, I'd love to have coffee with you and talk sure. to you about that. We're talking Rebel Youth Football. Brian Fletcher, head football coach at Racine Horlick and the manager of the coach development part of Rebel Youth Football. Along with John Burke, we're gonna, I got some questions for John. He's an assistant youth coach, current uh, D-line coach for Horlick, and we're going to talk to these guys a little bit more about Rebel Youth Football, the website. Uh, Google, and I should have that, Google Rebel Youth Football, and it'll give you some information on it. I think we, uh, I think as they get more into this, they're going to update and, and, and get this uh, website a little bit um, more information for you. But the information you need on registration is right there. And uh, they certainly, there's some phone numbers and ways to contact people, uh, and you can certainly do that. Again, Rebel Youth Football down in Racine. This is the Blaine's Farm and Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. We are talking Rebel Youth Football. You guys got to play that at games, right? That's okay. Great song. Yeah, if you ha- if you haven't, uh, start playing that. I love that song. We were talking Rebel Youth Football with Brian Fletcher and John Burke. Um, John, I wanted to get to you for for a minute. You were in the Franklin Youth Football Program, and you and I think you probably learned some things um, about yeah. that. Uh, did did you know that when you when your son got old enough that you wanted to coach him? Well, first of all, I do love to coach football. Well, even before that, I have to mention I have a daughter, Alyssa. She'd kill me if I didn't. How old is Alyssa? Alyssa is fifteen. She go to Horlick? No, actually, she goes to Lutheran. It she was does. One of those things where it just was a, that, a yep. better fit for her. But Johnny, uh, my son, will probably wind up at Horlick. Yeah. So Alyssa's in. Uh, you know, I coach Martin Luther, so we're sure. in that conference. Sure. Okay. Man, we're seeing Luther is a tough place for us to play. Yeah. Coach Christensen's so good. It's a great school. Yeah, he runs really good stuff. So, um, I'm glad that Alyssa's listening. Yes. Um, so coaching your your son and and look we've been we've all now been through it. Mm-hmm. They, that's a challenge. Did you know early on that that was something you wanted to do? Well, I always wanted to be involved with his uh, athletics and everything, and I coach his basketball team, his baseball team, and all the other stuff. But one thing that another Rebel youth coach and I did was uh, we grew up together. His name is Brian Bealey, and his son was on the team, and my son was on the team. So we decided, you coach my son, I'll coach your son. And well, that worked a lot better because I don't really raise my voice much at home, but in practice as a football coach, you do a lot. <laughs> you have so to. my son, our sons would kind of take it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. You know, look, I'm, this is just hard coaching. This is football. So when we did that, when Brian Bealey mentioned that, that really worked out well for us because then I was still just dad. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'd coach Johnny when I needed to, but for the most part, if somebody had to come down on him, it'd be the other coach. And that worked out much better. Would you say to the other coach, you got to get on my boy a little bit here? Sometimes. Yeah. 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 I think that. Like if he was having a little bit of a, you know, just like kids do, if he was having a little bit of trouble with something and not a bad attitude, but getting frustrated, I'd send him over and he'd work it out. You know what I didn't know coaching Matthew in high school until until his career was over and he came and sat where you're sitting. We had uh, Andy Cerrone, Cam Cerrone, and we we did a show coaching our sons. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And what I didn't know is the amount of smack that he was getting in the locker room when I wasn't there and in the in the hallways because I didn't I wasn't in the school. I had no idea. Mm. He never said anything. And we we opened the mic and I started asking these questions and he starts talking about it. And I kind of shook my head because I didn't know. Coach's son, you know, things like, hey, I have a turnover, I get pulled out. You have two and you don't. That's because you're coach's boy, stuff like that. Well, no, it's because he had a lot of sweat equity in the bank with me. I know how much time he spent at the Mm -hmm. Y on Saturday mornings at 6 a.m. trying to figure things out. I know how hard he went at practice. And was I tougher on him than other kids? Yeah, you you know, there's one way or the other, right, Uh, Coach Fletcher? You're either so nice to your kid, he plays quarterback no matter what, or you're tough as nails on on him to show people that you're not going to give your kid a pass, and that causes some problems. Yeah, it's it's definitely a tightrope walk. Um, but like you said, the sweat equity, you know, if you're a football coach and your kid has the ability to play quarterback, being able to have your quarterback sit down and have dinner with you every night right. is definitely a luxury. Yeah, it is. And thank goodness for 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 your wife and Jenny and Terry and uh, my wife. It it you know she was the buffer at times. You know, the problem was she took his side all the time. She's like he should have played more. And I said, no, you had you didn't see how he practiced the last three days, so stuff like that. But then we, you know, you had to stop it, and then get kind of let, now we laugh about it. And I, Brian, I have to tell you this, and John, you as well. I miss it so much. You know, take never think, man. I can't believe I have to go to another game. I'm too busy. I can't. You know what? I'll I'll take your place, bro. I'll be right there. You, you you know what? You tell uh, Bennett that I'm now his. You know he's taking you to games for a while. Right. Awesome. I I I will be there. Which one of the four you think, football wise, might turn out? Who's who's the toughest? Boy, I tell you what. Um, I can make a case for each one of them. They all they all have different qualities. Uh, we call my my youngest boy Bennett. We call him Tweeter. Uh, he'll, the movie Varsity Blues. He's a yeah. character, but he's he's a he's a little bulldog and. Uh, you know, Blake is is a longer, taller frame. Uh, they're all physical. I, I, I love them dearly. And, yeah, and they're and all they're, different. They're all different, and I think that's what makes it really neat. What uh, what position did you play? I played uh, center, linebacker, and then I played defensive end up in college. Was you like the best? I really enjoyed center. Yeah, I, yeah. And, You're kind of in charge. Yeah, and I, and I really really love O line play. Uh, it's something that I really enjoy coaching. And uh, my third son JJ plays center. And he's the, he's the only one of my sons that um, that plays offensive line. So he's uh, he's got a special place in my heart as as an offensive lineman for sure. Yeah, you bet, man. That's that's really good. I I, I like that. These um, multi sport athletes. Obviously, one of your sons was coming with you, and he, he got a chance to go play in a baseball tournament. Yeah, and and I'm glad that he took that advantage rather than coming in here go play. Right. Yeah. They all play multi sports. Yeah. Um, yeah, they they all play baseball, basketball. They've wrestled, um, so we, we stay pretty busy. Good. We always joke we have six six birthdays in our or, uh, excuse me seven birthdays in our family in a six week span, five of them in the first two weeks of April. Oh man! So we joke we have we have football season, basketball season, birthday season. There you go. Baseball season. <laughs> repeat. Hey, right. hey, in middle of April next year. Or you know maybe the end of March I'm gonna send you a hundred bucks. I'll just send you a hundred bucks <laughs> right, and yeah. say here. I know this April's got to be a rough month, man. It's like Christmas all over again. It is, <laughs> man. You should have had all those kids in December. You could have just did all of it. Hey, is is uh, your son John a multi-sport athlete? Yeah, he plays uh, baseball, basketball, and he also just had a track meet. Man, yeah. our kid. They they we do keep him. They keep us busy, right? Sure they do. did. Yep. These grandsons across the street are gonna keep me busy too. 
Um, they a lot of stuff that they play now are Sunday or Saturday mornings, so it's tough because I'm here. Um, I remember a couple years ago, Keegan, the oldest one, was in his first indoor soccer league thing, and he had never played before, so he was on a rec team, and they were supposed to play other rec teams, and they didn't have enough teams, so they just put him with you know a select team. They put him against a select team. And my daughter and son-in-law were gone, and we had the boys, and I left here and and picked them up, and my wife and the other boys went over to, to the Brookfield soccer, and they lost like 31 to 2. And I'm, and I'm a little crabby. I'm a little tired from being here. Right. And I'm standing by the glass going, are you going to play? Are you gonna? And he's waving to me, and I was like, <laughs> people moved. I had all these people to my right, and I started doing this, and I turned, and everybody had slid about you know, eight feet to my right, and my wife was not happy with me. But you know what? If you're going to be out there, compete, right? Yeah. You scored the two goals. Go, go, go take the ball and score again. Yeah. And he's waving, and he's, <laughs> he's a much nicer boy. Than uh, than I am a grandfather. <laughs> I yeah. think stuff like that. Hey, what uh, with with the Rebel Youth um, Football Organization, Brian? What ke- keeps you up at night? What part of this of of moving off now? First year is a five hundred one C and and branching off. What keeps you up at night in this thing? I think uh, one of the things that you know is on my mind constantly is is how to get through uh, and and really kind of change a cultural mindset in Racine and I'm sure in a lot of youth programs all over America. Um, of winning at all costs and, and, and not looking so much at player development. We're big on player development, teaching the offensive linemen, really wrapping our arms around those offensive linemen because what I've seen too often in youth sports is they're, they're the forgotten kids. Yes. They're the ones that are kicked over, hey, go take those kids in the corner while we work with the running backs, and then, hey, block the guy in front of you. Yeah. We get the receiver, we get the pretty boys, and you just work with those kids that can't run fast enough to be one of them. Well, you know, to, to to be honest, I mean, the, the young, small, chubby kid is going to grow up to be the big, strong, physical high school kid. Right. And so if you cast those kids out when they're young. I'm hoping to do that one day. I'm that? just kidding. Still, grow up yeah. to be one of those. Yeah. Ch- you know what? This <laughs> small, chubby, I'm chubby still waiting kid. For the call. That, yeah, I'm still waiting for that. I'm just kidding. But, but I think that's one of the things that we've prided ourselves on is our, our offensive line play and not necessarily having the best players, but making sure that they're the best coached. And, uh, you know, trying to get other people on board with the vision of building something for the future, building something for their high school career has been difficult. The, the, and I think that is hard because, you know what, the, the, the fifth grade or sixth grade coach might be thinking, you know, might think that he's coaching the Super Bowl right now. And, and that's it. And look, he wants to he wants to win. Mm-hmm. But it, it and it's hard at that age to say, hey, look, I understand that this is what we're doing. And if it's the you know the fourth quarter and we're down a touchdown, but I'm going to run this instead of doing something crazy trying to trying to you know tie the score. Let's just keep doing what we're doing and making sure that we develop these kids. That's a tough place to be. I wouldn't be very good at it because I'm really competitive, want to win games. Thank goodness I coach at the level that I'm coaching because it makes it easy because you want to win. But you understand the struggles of those guys. Well, and. I think the the flip side of that, talking about being competitive, is we're all competitive as well. And the, and the guys that have bought in and done it the way we're asking them to do it have been very successful. We've won a lot of championships, won a lot of games. Um, I think it's trying to just, you know, basically check an ego at the door and say, hey, you know what, I'm going to adapt to this program. When you have a lot of coaches that, you know, enjoy coaching their sons, and I totally get that, 
But what we're trying to do is we're really trying to build a feeder program, and it's kind of a we're kind of the pioneers in in the Racine Public Schools to do this. You bet to start from the bottom and and work to build something all the way up. Yeah, and uh, you know it's been my promise to these kids that I'm going to be there when they get to high school, and I think that's important is to make sure that you have a scheme in place that you're going to be there for the long haul. Yeah, and, you know I'm not looking to go jump into a one high school town. You know, not is, going is, to college as, as that ring looks sometimes with. Some of those suburban communities, I really feel vested in Racine and what I'm doing. And uh, my commitment is to these families and these kids that I'm going to be there for the long haul. He's Brian Fletcher. If you don't know him, you should know him now. He is the head football coach for Racine Horlick. You know, up in this neck of the woods here, we think, ah, Racine football isn't very good. Take a look. They won a tough conference last year. Went undefeated in that conference. And uh, I asked him how they're going to be this year. And in typical coach fashion, kind of shook his head. Uh, we got we might be okay. I don't know. Defensively, would be all right. Well, I'm hoping um, that to maybe get you on Thursday Night Lights this year. And uh, I think people, their eyes are going to be open a little bit at some of the really good football being played at Racine Horlick. Let's get to a break. Other side, we'll continue talking Rebel Youth Football. This is the Blaine's Farm and Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan. It's a new theme song for the Rebel Youth Football Organization. There you go. Down in Racine. We are joined Brian Fletcher, head football coach at Racine Horlick. He's the manager of coach development. He's in charge, come on. Other rebel youth, maybe maybe Chris doesn't think that. Sorry, Chris. Yeah, we we work as a team. That's perfect. <laughs> also joined by John Burke, he's assistant coach and D line coach at at Racine Horlick. John, we're talking during the break about Kelly Graham and a couple other coaches. Um, I th- I find it pretty cool. These guys stepped up, huh? They did. Yeah, last year I was supposed to coach my son's team, supposed to be the head coach, but when Brian uh, offered me the D line position for the varsity. It took a lot more time than I thought it would. So Kelly and uh, Mike and Nick Marshall stepped up, and they did a fantastic job. They had a huge amount of injuries, uh, but they were able to somehow get their team to the championship. They ultimately lost, but they did such a fantastic coaching job and worked so hard, I just had to give them a shout-out and give them the respect. Yeah, when you were telling me that story during the break, man, you just uh, – these guys, it's it's hard. It is. And you guys have injuries at that level. It's even harder, and, and uh, you think the world of the job those guys did. So – um, thanks for talking about yeah, that. I appreciate in, it. Yeah, a lot of hours. Guys, doing the research for the show today, um, seven-year-old Landon Bell. I'm like, hold on a second. He's seven, seven years old, part of the Racine Rebels U8 team, and he played in an All-American Bowl in Atlanta, Georgia. And the picture that I have, he's a little guy. And there's some, some – number 75 looks in this picture looks like he's about 17 – and he, uh, reading this article, I just thought this is really cool. And you told me a story. You you coached his father. Yeah. Right? Jarrell. Jarrell. Good player? Yep. Yep. And this kid, uh, he plays a lot of sports, pretty active. How did you meet him? So we were at, uh, when my son Bennett, who's also seven, uh, they were three or four years old. We were at the Monkey Joes down in Kenosha. Okay. And Bennett's a rough kid. He's got three older brothers. And so when he starts roughhousing, usually I'm pulling him off of some other kid and you know, telling him to chill out a little bit and not to right. play so rough. Well, I go over and they've got this like little sports inflatable arena and Landon and Bennett are just going back and forth with each other. And so I just kind of sit back and I'm watching. I'm like, man, this little kid's tough. And so I start talking to him and, you know, they're a couple years out from playing football. 
So I just kind of, you know, hey, hey. Never, never too early to start talking to these guys. You, you bet. And uh, Let's promoting talk the football. program. So yeah. I, I asked him if he ever played football, and he said, my dad did, and, and someday I'm going to play. And then I saw his mom kind of looking at me like, you know, what do you, what, who's this guy talking to my kid? <laughs> yeah, you, know? you bet. Good for her. And uh, <laughs> so then I just went over and introduced myself, and she goes, well, that's Jarrell's son. You know, I'm like, what? Oh, and so perfect. it was just it, it it was a very unique and and funny thing because here I'm watching these guys at Monkey Joe's and uh you know didn't realize that Landon was a future rebel already. Boy, he um he, the kid plays a lot of different sports. I read that article and and uh you know good for them when when I did the Midwest Orthopedic Sports Medicine show, these guys would always say to me, "Look, the kid that just plays football and he lifts all, you know, or he just swims or he just pitches, those plays tennis." Those are the guys we see all the time. The kids that play multi-sport, they go basketball, and then during basketball season, football or baseball and track, we don't see those guys much because they're not. it's not just one. If you're pitching all the time, you're going to have shoulder or elbow problems. Right. If you're swimming, if you're playing volleyball, you know, that kind of stuff. So I think it's important that that we do. You believe that, that your football players should play more sports? Absolutely. Absolutely. You can't duplicate in a weight room what you can do on a free throw line or a pitcher's mound or a wrestling mat. Right. Uh, the kind of pressure. And not only that, but you know what? It Having them in other sports also keeps them accountable all year long with academics. Hey, we only got a couple minutes left, and, and I did not want to bring this up, but I'm going to bring it up. Um, Joe Garcia, who was the guy mm-hmm. last year in, in, in your team, your conference, um, I, I thank you so much for what you said about him because – where I am, outside of that bubble, media thing, people are like, oh, you know, he's a really good football player. He's not a great kid. And you said, look, you're one of the best kids I've ever coached. Uh, tough, competitive. When the little guys come around, he's got all the time that he needs. I met him once after a Thursday night game. Came up, shook my hand, and said, sir, I get to watch you guys. Man, you guys do a great job. I said, thanks. You know, and I thought, okay, he seemed like a pretty good That's kid. Struggle a little bit in the classroom. We got to take care of his business there. If he happens to be listening, take care of that business, man. Yep. You, you know what? It's going to be a lot easier for you in the future. But as far as a kid is concerned, he's a good kid. Correct. You know, I and I, I joke, and, and and this hopefully is taken the right way. But I, I don't ever go up to the the uh, the honor society room and and critique kids on their ability to throw a football. You do not. And you know, so when you talk about that's a great point. By judging the way. a kid, Joe Garcia has a great heart. Joe Garcia is a guy that was walking home from the store last year, saw a 95-year-old man struggling to walk in, carried his groceries in for him, got to talking to the guy, and then went over and spent Christmas with him. That's Joe Garcia. Yeah. Joe Garcia is the kind of guy that on the first day of school saw a girl in a wheelchair and helped her find her way to a class. That's See, Joe Garcia. You, thank you, know, you for this. Yeah. Because you know what? Idiots like me hear this stuff, and we don't ever verify it. So I got a chance to verify this, and, and I really appreciate you saying that. Not only that, but maybe the best player you've ever coached, right? Very, very talented on the football field, absolutely. And, and like Was I the said, game just slowed, for, slowed down for him at an early age, you think? Joe had a gift, and, and it, it was, it's the it factor. You know, his vision and his ability to just see things, it, yeah, the, the game seemed like it was moving at half speed for Joe. Man. He's a special kid. Fun to watch, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Fun when to coach. We, there were some games that he really got at, get, got it going. Yeah. And it's it's he was break, he was running. For, I mean, there'd be a guy would call in and say, yeah, Garcia just ran from 50 yards out. Two minutes later, Garcia just ran from 70 yards yeah. out. 
Garcia just ran from 40 yards out. So it was uh, – wish maybe we would have had you on Thursday Night Lights last year. Yeah. But we're going to see what we can do about that. For sure. Hey, if you have, uh, if you have kids in Racine, and especially kids that, that would probably go to Horlick, but they don't necessarily have to go to Horlick, starting in first grade, and they want to play for – you know, Brian Fletcher, and they want to play for John Burke and these guys down there. I, I just think uh, I know more about this program now than I did, and I have a lot of respect for it right now because I like the fact that Brian says, look, we're going to do it my way, and my way is the Horlick way, and we're building a, a culture here. Coach, it's, fine. it's good to finally meet you in person. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me up. Yeah, you bet. We'll, we'll do this again. For sure. I promise you that. Uh, John Burke, thank you. Thanks, it's nice. To, thanks for what you do in your real life. Oh, yeah, yeah, as firefighter, I appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks for listening. This is the Blaine's Farm and Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.